They didn't show name it, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jeff fans. Jeff fans. They're very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jeff fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Dolphins sucks. Don't want number leave. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast. Broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by my colleague and co-host, live from Houston, Texas, the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris, everyone. Number one. Jet fan in the state of Texas. And we're coming in hot this week, people, because the feeling pumping through your chest. Feel that, buddy? Huh? Huh? Is the feeling of a W, Michael. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. And it's been a minute. It's been a while since we had one of these, Mike. A W? Oh! 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 <laughs> been a while. And, you know, I know that some people think it's counterproductive. Maybe to get a W at this point. Oh man, if we would have lost, we'd have the number one pick right now. You know what? I don't want to hear it. The Jets right now have a young quarterback named Sam Darnold. They drafted number three overall in the draft. You were the chosen one! Him getting in there, getting this experience under his belt, playing in the fourth quarter, crunch time, game-winning drive, getting a W on the road in Buffalo versus the hated Canadian mutants in the crowd. Mike, it doesn't get better than this for a Jet fan unless they beat the Patriots. And- <laughs> I, I'll take every single win you can get for Sam. Every single little bit you can you, he can use to get better going into next year. I'll take. Let the pick fall where it falls. I'll never root for the Jets to lose. I cannot be more happy with the team after a W last week. We're doing the podcast for two months now without a W. We wanted to have something to talk about, some joy to talk about, some highlights to go through, something with Sam to hang our hat on, and we got that this weekend with a big-time comeback win for the Jets. Down 14-3, comeback, 14 points in the fourth quarter, outscore the Bills, win the game right at the end, fourth down play. So many good things to point to, Mike. I'm fired up. Coming off a W, what do you feel about it? Oh, it's a huge performance for Sam Darnold. How could any Jet fan not be happy with a win like this? This is exactly what we're looking for. Looking for the first game back in a month in a hostile crowd, in frigid temperatures, with a, against a fantastic secondary. I mean, my goodness, this is the first best passing defense that's in the NFL. Coming back from a big deficit, like you said, making some damn good throws. Sam Darnold, this is what we need to see from the rookie quarterback. We need those aha moments. Sometimes when you have these rookie quarterbacks, you know, we know that they make some mistakes. But you want every once in a while for them to make those plays that say, wow, that's why we drafted that kid in the first round with the third overall pick. At 21 years old, with 187 days, Sam Darnold became the youngest quarterback to record a game-winning drive. And also, Mike, there's another stat, and that's an amazing stat, the youngest quarterback ever to have a game-winning drive in the NFL. Sam Darnold has that to his distinction now. Another interesting stat that I saw on NFL.com today, Mike, was that on the touchdown pass that he threw to Robbie Anderson, if you remember, that tied the game up 20-20, to 20, 
Sam, by the way, that was an absolute elite level NFL quarterback play, scrambling to his left after breaking a few bunch of different tackles, putting the ball on the money when he did a passing it. But Sam Darnold on that play scrambled 46.8 yards before he actually threw the ball. Wow. Which they said is the most yards anyone scrambled into a touchdown since they started tracking uh, such stats in 2016, which is very impressive. The throw itself, very impressive. Sam's poise and the way he operated the offense, especially in that fourth quarter. Now, we didn't have the most yards in the game. We only had about 248 yards on total offense. The Bills only give up about 290 yards in offense a game anyway. The number one in the league right now in yards given up. So the, they're, they're tough to yeah. move the ball on considering that, considering he's on the road. Considering he hasn't played in a month, and considering he's 21 years old, considering the weapons we have, considering how bad the offense have been, all of those things. Considering Jeremy Bates. Take those things all into account, and you look at that fourth quarter, and you have to be really, really happy with Sam Darnold right now. Absolutely. Some of the takeaways that we had also with Sam Darnold having a good job was that he had some good pass protection for once. A very few pressures and no sacks on the day. Uh, Leo... Huh? Well, Leo did get stiff on by Josh Allen. You saw that one, Keith? That's weak. That is a weak move. Oh, I saw the stiff arm, mind you. You, you received a text from me immediately upon the stiff arming because he's somebody that we keep a, a very a very a close eye on, Leonard Williams. I know you said that we had eight QB pressures on the day, and some people said, oh, well, you know, that's a good game. You know what? how I look at that? You have three sacks on the season, okay? You have 30 tackles on yes. the entire season. You have five sacks this year and last year combined. If you pressure a quarterback eight times, all you did was almost make a play eight times. You didn't make a play. And understand pressure can speed things up. Quarterbacks can make mistakes. A lot of these pressures they're talking about, Josh Allen scrambled outside the pocket. He just chased him down. It wasn't It wasn't Leonard Williams blowing up an offensive lineman and getting to the quarterback. I didn't see that happen all day long. I didn't see him make an impact, and I haven't seen him make an impact in a long time. To the point now where it's like, I don't even think he's that good of a player anymore. If I don't see him doing anything, any game, and on that play with Allen, he got stiff-armed by a quarterback. That's weak. And the guy went 32 yards right after that when he had a chance to make a play. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I just, with Leonard Williams, I'm really, really disappointed with him this year. Very disappointed with him. And I, like I said in the last show, I think that we should trade him, to be honest with you. But six pressures for Copeland. Thought he had a decent day. Solid game for our boy Luvu. What? And and uh, Neville Hewitt. I thought Roberts did decently. And how about Elijah McGuire, Keith? Wow. You can't just gloss over the contributions of Roberts in this game. If we didn't have Andre Roberts on the team, we don't win. That's this right. The first the first the first touchdown we had, he got the ball to the yeah. five yard line. Uh, on a return, he had another. He had a return before that. If you remember, 60 yards that got taken back on a holding. He had two other returns that were good on the day. We had probably 13 points, basically just off his return skills in the first half. When we weren't even able to move the ball, he got us into scoring position on his own. Andre Roberts was someone who brought tremendous value this last game and throughout the entire season. He has definitely been one of our stars and one of the shining lights on this dark cloud of a season. So he did a phenomenal job besides the fumble that he had. And then we had Elijah McGuire and Tremaine Johnson, who you spoke about last show, saying that you thought that he would be getting better. And look at this, two interceptions. Seemed like he's been playing better. Now, you know, when the year started off, he had a few rough games. I know that he got injured. Maybe he was injured the whole time. Mike, who knows? I just know that since he's been back, he's been on the rise. He's one of the better cornerbacks in the league. Hasn't played up to that level yet this year. The last two weeks, though, 
tremendous impact on the game. A huge pick at the end of the game to seal the deal for us. Robbie Anderson, 76 yards and a touchdown. Had a really big, big-time catch. The player of the game, Sam Darnold. I mean, as we know. I know his stats. Stats aren't crazy. Only a buck 70. Uh, you know, he had 170 yards. Threw an interception. Threw a touchdown. But some big-time plays in big-time moments. He maybe would have had some more yards. if He missed one series in there. Um, when McCown came into, or two series maybe it was, but very happy with the way they played. I'm happy that on that fourth down play there, there was only one option. It was to yes. go for it, you know, towards the end of the game there. We're going to break down the game in a minute. We're going to get into all that stuff. Elijah McGuire, like you said, great game. Well, I should, not, maybe not a great game. Your, yards are tough to come by versus a team like the Bills. I think he had, I think he, what, he had about 60 yards. So he averaged about three and a half yards to carry, but they were tough yards. And end of the game, especially that run that he had. Second effort, you showed some patience there. Uh, his first touchdown of the season, uh, rushing for the Jets, and it couldn't have come at a better time. That's right, that's right. Let's not waste any more time, Mike. All the Jets fans know about the game. They saw it, they saw the highlights, they saw Sam come up big. Let's break it down. Finally get to break down a W again. W. On, on the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast. Week 14, Jets versus the Bills. Let's go. The situation uh, kind of got heavy on me. The Buffalo Bills. The New York Jets. A division rivalry spanning decades. November 11th, the Bills embarrassed the Jets in their own building. On Sunday, the New York Jets would seek revenge. In Buffalo, New York, Sam Darnold would return to action after missing the last three games. Plagued by a four-deception performance in his last showing, the rookie quarterback would look to change the narrative on his young career. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills would receive the ball first. They would go on a scoring drive, 11 plays for 73 yards. Allen came out firing, hit Foster for 18 yards, with, made plays with his legs, 8 yards, 41 yards to start out. Allen went for 6 yards and a touchdown to put the Bills up 7 to nothing early in the first quarter. The Jets would get the ball, they would go 3 plays for 9 yards and a punt. It was after 2 unsuccessful run attempts by Isaiah, Sam went up the middle for 9 and got tripped up before getting the first down. At this play, little did we know, me and you, that he would actually be hurt and go into the locker room. I can't tell you how mad I was at this point, Keith. Yo, you know what? When I saw the replay, now I liked uh, Sam's gusto on the scramble there. When I saw the replay though, I thought it was a serious injury, Mike, because it looked like he rolled his ankle in a way that, normally when an ankle goes like that and you get some weight on it, you don't come back to that game. Yeah. Uh, and it, it didn't look good. He went out, it looked like a different foot than the one he hurt originally and spent some time, uh, had, had missed some time. So I was a little worried there, but he showed some gusto and was able to get back in the game. Yeah, I was, uh, I was just angry because the play was run, run, and then Sam would then have another play where he had to scramble because of what Jeremy Bates was doing. But it thank you know, as the game went on, we would see what would happen. In the ensuing possession for the Bills, they would end up going three plays for only four yards. This is because on third down, we saw this. Allen from the gun here on third and six. Pocket starts to collapse. Football's loose. Who's got it? It's taken by the Jets, Jamal Adams. Strip sack, Kevin Pierre-Louis. Adams with the fumble recovery. I, see, it's so funny. Jamal Adams seems to always be in the right place at the right time, Mike. Even, even on plays that he's not directly involved in, like this play, which is a tremendous play by Copeland, 
Uh, the ball bounces up right into his belly. He returns at about 20 yards for us to get tackled. A big-time play by the Jets' defense there. Aside from the Josh Allen runs, which really tore us up most of the day, Ivory was able to do a little bit with the ball, too. Yeah. Um. You know, the, the secondary, I think, played a pretty good game this week. Yeah. No, they did. They did, and we just saw that right there. Uh, this set us up. Jason Myers with a 47-yard field goal. McCown was not able to move us at all. And at this point, the first fears, of, the worst fears of the season were settling in. That Sam would be out and we really would not have anything to want to watch or see. Our boy that we just spoke about, Chris Fox, I called him on Friday and told him I had a nightmare that, he, that Sam Darnold would have got hurt in this game and we wouldn't see him and then it was realized i didn't even know what to say and the worst thing is that i was watching the game with chris and he showed me his phone and showed me that message you sent him right when sam got hurt um and i don't know what type of bizarre voodoo witchcraft goes on in texas but whatever it is that you drank that night before you went to sleep whatever meal you had scratch that from the diet plan forever <laughs> i don't want you ever having dreams like this again i i hear you i hear you <laughs> but Anyway, we would see later, Buffalo would answer the Jets with a 7-play, 75-yard scoring drive, highlighted by a 33-yard pass interference by none other than Buster Screen, and, a, and then a 15-yard touchdown by McKenzie. And again, Screen does his thing. Lo and behold, Sam Donald returns from the locker room. I, was, I, was, I saw it, I said, all right, kid, get back out there. Corell got hurt on the first play and was assisted off the field. This opened up the door for Elijah McGuire. Sam goes to work hitting Robbie for 25 yards and a first down. McGuire up the middle for four. Darnold complete to Robbie for seven and a first. Jets would get the Buffalo on uh, to the Buffalo three, setting up Jesson Myers for a 21-yard field goal. I'm feeling a little better about the situation. Saw the offense move a bit. Sam operating on the road in a hostile environment with some command. Felt a little better. How about you? Yeah, I did too. And it's funny that by default, or I should say just, just through injury, one of the things that me and you were hoping for, which was Elijah McGuire to get a bulk of the carries, just to A, A, see what he has, Mike, and B, kind of switch it up because it seems like Crowell's been kind of stuck in a rut. Before last week, which hey, he had a pretty decent game, it seemed like Crowell's been stuck in a rut. We kind of know what he can do. We want to know what Elijah McGuire can do. Mm -hmm. And because of this injury, it opened up a chance for McGuire to get in there. Now, it's not easy to run against the Bills. They don't give you a lot of space. You know, you really, really have to work for those yards. And it seemed like, you know, having McGuire in there gives a little bit more juice. Who knows how Coel would have done. But I was excited to hear. I was happy Sam came back. I'm happy Elijah's in there. And from here on out, the rest of the game, it seemed like the offense was, you know, we, not like we were humming on all cylinders. We didn't end up getting that many yards. But it seemed like the offense was working much better and moving the ball better under Sam than they were under Josh McCann. Absolutely. The Bills would take up 44 minutes to go 58 yards on eight plays for a field goal. Allen would get huge chunks of yards here, going for 30 yards to add to his run total. This was one of the runs that where he stiff-armed uh, Leonard um, and uh, and would go up. The They would kick the field goal, and the Bills would then go up on this play. The Jets would receive the ball back. And Roberts would get an 86-yard return. Look at Roberts again. Plenty of open grass in front of him. Roberts still going. It's a trap meet. Yeah, Roberts, this is one of the plays, one of the biggest plays of the day uh, for the Jets. And he, he's something else. And I don't know how he's not on the, I don't know how he's not in the Pro Bowl as a kick returner. Mike. He needs to be. This, this put us right on first and goal. Trenton Cannon gets his first touchdown. How about that? And Trenton Cannon, when you, it's funny because when you see him, and we, we've been talking about him in the preseason, we talked about him during the season, 
Uh, he's not the sh you know not the sh he's not gonna run anybody over, Mike. But you see the speed when he gets in space. Uh, he is somebody. He's probably the fastest player we have on the whole team. He is. He is, and I was very happy to see him get back in there. Buffalo was this. We're getting near this end of the second half, uh, second quarter. Buffalo would look to go hurry up. Josh Allen would pass deep right to Jay Jones and got picked by Tremaine Johnson, the first. Allen trying to escape the pressure. The escapability. This kid is incredible. Choice intercepted by Tremaine Johnson. Yeah, Tremaine Johnson finally coming up big the last couple weeks. Huge play in the game. Now we were waiting. I was waiting, I should say, for a pickleberry from Allen. Does put the ball up there. Is a little careless with the ball. Uh, this is the best game Tremaine Johnson's played as a New York Jet. And he definitely made an impact in this game and turned some of that momentum back in the Jets' direction. That's right. After a Jets three and out, the Bills would then move the ball to the Jet 11, highlighted by a roughing the passer call on who? Bust this screen again. Wow. Wow. And now, just in case, just in case, uh, if anyone didn't know, this is what Michael Garris thinks about Buster Screen. You're horrible. You're horrible. You're horrible. <laughs> horrible. Not the biggest fan of Buster Screen, Mike. And you haven't been going on three seasons. I know. And then the Bills would Jen attempt to kick a field goal. And the Jets would block it. And that kick is blocked and these incredible jet special teams do it again <laughs> big old hand up there by henry anderson i leo williams might have got his hand up there too maybe the only play he's made in about two months but i know henry anderson got in there another big play on special teams special teams huge impact in this game Got to give them a lot of props, Mike. Without special teams playing this week, we're not taking a W. So at halftime, it's 17-13. At the start of the second half, Andre Roberts would fumble, putting the Bills in prime field goal position. They would kick a field goal, and the Jets would the defense would hold it. The score would be then 20-13. Jets would then get the ball and would start the drive. Donald to McGuire for 11. Donald to Curse for 10. McGuire up the middle for 6. Donald with another completion for McGuire for 3. We we could see a rapport and a consistency with Elijah instead of with Isaiah. This is starting to see how the offense is starting to beginning to turn. Third and nine from the Buffalo 33. Sam will be flushed to his right. Instead of throwing the ball out of bounds to set up a potential field goal, he forces the throw to Herndon, which results in an interception. Bad play by Sam. Has to learn to give up the ghost on some of these plays and live to fight another day. Yeah, I mean... He still leads the league. Before this game, he was still leading the league in interception. Actually, had one more pickleberry this year than Big Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, and, the, and these type of throws are indicative of the, the one or two passes a game that Sam has where you don't know what he's thinking. And maybe with some more experience, he either throws his ball out of bounds or puts it somewhere where it's not going to be a turnover. The Bills would then end up punting on the next possession, highlighted by an eight-yard sack by Brandon no, no, Copeland. No, 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 lunch. <laughs> With six minutes to go in the third quarter, down a touchdown, Sam Darnold would lead the New York Jets on one of the most important scoring drives of his young career. On third and ten, the Jets were on the Bills 15. Sam would deliver a strike to Quincy Anuna for 11 yards and a first down. I can't tell you how crucial this play Yeah, and it was the, I mean, Quincy didn't do much this game. Earlier in the season, we know he was Sam's main weapon. As the year's gone on, he's been a little banged up. The offense has kind of gone, you know, kind of gone into... 
uh, the crapper the last uh, the last six or seven weeks, but a big time catch by Noon right here to set up an even bigger play to follow. That's right. McGuire would rip off a run for 34 yards, putting the Jets in Buffalo territory. Darnold complete to Leggett for 13 and a first down. Darnold with a beautiful pass over the top to Herndon for 14. Darnold hits Quincy for four yards to bring the Jets within seven yards of the goal line. Third and five from the Buffalo seven. Darnold flushed out. Williams giving chase. Darnold escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Anderson, incredible play by Darnold. And here come the Jets. Oh, wow. Sam Darnold, touchdown, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, and that's, to me, as we said earlier uh, in the pod, Mike, the best play I've seen from Sam this year. He's made some tremendous throws, different plays, different times this year. That play, though, scrambling 47 yards, like we said. Broke a couple tackles. He's running one way. He's running another play, another way. Broken play. Uh, Robbie Anderson's able to make a move. Sam scrambling to his left. Throws the ball back to the right. No. On the money. And because it was the type of throw that running to your left when you're right-handed to throw it back kind of to your right with touch, that's not an easy throw for a guy. That's not an easy throw for Tom Brady to make right now. Or Aaron Rodgers or, or you know, a 15-year vet to make. To, to be a neophyte in the league like him. Who, I just think it was an instinctual play. And those are the type of plays where Jet fans get to see what he can be. Absolutely. Buffalo would score a field goal with three minutes to go to put the score at 23 to 20. The Jets would now get the ball back to look for the lead for the first time all day. Sam to Elijah for nine. Elijah up the middle for four. Darnold hits Matthew for six. On second and four with one minute to go and 42 seconds, Sam Darnold steps back. With no window open over Tredavious White, one of the best corners in the league. This is what great quarterbacks do. They make a window. Yeah, well, another, I mean, this might even have been better than the previous pass now that I'm thinking about it, Mike, just because of what was at stake, the time in the game, who he was against. Another tremendous pass by Sam. I said the fourth quarter of this game, if you want to feel good about him this year, if you want to feel good about the future for the Jets, this fourth quarter right here is what you look at. Because some of these passes he made in crunch time were not easy passes, and they're against the best pass defense in the NFL. And he completed them, he put them on the money, and that's the reason we won the game. Set us up first and goal. There were three defensive stops. It was fourth down. Todd Bowles. Congratulations. Went for it on fourth and down. Touchdown, Elijah McGuire. Herndon in motion. Here we go. Fourth and goal, McGuire. And he is in for the Jets. And the Jets in Jets go up 27-3. And then Allen ends up throwing an interception to end the game. Jets. Bravo. W. Bravo, they Jets. showed some hook spot there at the end. They showed some some vigor. They showed some spine, Mike. They showed some testicular fortitude, as the great Gorilla Monsoon used to say. And they went ahead on fourth down and went for it. There's no other option when you three only have three wins, Mike. There's no other option when you have a rookie quarterback on the road who put his team on the back, two, two big-time drives in the fourth quarter, and you have a chance to win the game. You have to go for it right there. I was worried they weren't going to go for it, considering the history with Bowles. Uh, this conservative pass, and maybe the fact that he might just want to tie it up, might just want to go into overtime and see what happens. I was worried, didn't have to be worried, it turns out. We go for it. Elijah McGuire 
showed some patience there, some Le'Veon Bell-like patience. Kind of chilled, waited for a block. Yeah. Then bursted himself in there, which is very impressive. And the Jets walk away from Orchard Park with the W, the mutated pretend Fugazi New Yorkers that are fans of the Buffalo Bills in the stands, the Hills Have Eyes, people that crawl down from their huts to watch this game, all go home saddened, Mike. <laughs> I, and I could not have been happier. I just, we needed it, man. It had been all that time since that four interception performance. We needed to see something out of this rookie QB. A bunch of these other rookie QBs are doing things. You look at Lamar Jackson, you look at what Josh Allen had done, you look at Josh Rosen going into Lambeau Field and winning a game against Aaron Rodgers, Baker Mayfield having a game. We needed Sam Darnold to do something, and he did something. He did something on Sunday. Yeah, and he, you know what he did was something that no quarterback at his age in the history of NFL has ever done. That's right. So there's that. He scrambled 47 yards, threw a strike to Robbie Anderson. Oh. We got that. We got a big time pass to Robbie down the sideline on a game-winning touchdown drive. We got that. A couple other touch passes he threw during the game. Absolutely tremendous. So to go on the road in this environment and get a win, to hand Jet fans a win, all of us that have been waiting, all of us that sit here every week and root and die with the team, everybody that listens to the AEBG podcast, what do we want? We said it last week. Nacho Libre let us know. I want a win! And we right. did this week, Mike, and I'm very proud of Sam Darnold. So, finally, a W back on the board. Finally, some joy back in Jet fans' lives. And finally, for all the AEBG fans, the return of Michael Agaris's news and notes. It is now time for... Hello, what's up, everybody? Mike's. You're a professional. I'm a professional. News and... Devastation to the locker room. Notes. It's the home of the Jets! So, on Sunday, with Sam Darnold at the helm, the New York Jets scored three offensive touchdowns. With Josh McCown at the helm over the past three games, the Jets offense has scored only two touchdowns. Now, the other crazy thing to look at regarding the offense, when, if you really want to look at a player and maybe how that player has an impact, the Jets, when Robbie Anderson scores a touchdown, they the Jets are averaging 36 points per game. When he doesn't score, the Jets average 17.6 a game. When Robbie Anderson scores a touchdown, the New York Jets are 3-0. When he doesn't, they're 1-9. Could be also that in the games that we actually throw the ball and move the ball, he's involved in the offense, which is great. But a very interesting stat and goes to show you that, uh, hey, it wasn't all Sam Darnold's fault when the offense wasn't humming. Right. As, you know, even we put a lot on him, we put a lot on his back, we said Sam's not playing great. But you put McCown in there and the McCown couldn't do anything. No. And even this week with the versus the Bills, McCown, he wasn't able to get anything done. Sam was. So I'm very encouraged by that. So those are tremendous stats. And as always, Mike has tidbits and information that he digs up that no one else gets their hands on. So very nice. <laughs> very good job, Mike. Now I'm going to go ahead and, Mike, I had you take a look at a video before we started the show that you were unaware of. <laughs> and the level of laughter that came out of you following that, I, I wish we had that recorded. The player that is going to get the award for the Jabroni of the Week this week None other than Jacksonville Jaguar defensive back Jalen Ramsey. ABG. Jabroni's. Jabroni's. Jabroni. Jabroni. Of the week. You keep using this word Jabroni, and it's awesome. Yes, Jalen Ramsey, you're the Jabroni of the week for no, no other reason than this. Now, Mike, you know I'm not the biggest fan of people who have barely do, done anything in the league running their mouth, regardless of what the sport is. Right. Jalen Ramsey's in his third season. 
Last year, he made the Pro, Pro, Pro Bowl. He played great. As his rookie, he was, he was a good player, too. But I'm sorry to break it to you. In the NFL, you and your team have done nothing. You've done nothing. 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 So coming into this year, Jacksonville Jaguars and Jalen Ramley have high hopes that they're going to be in the Super Bowl. They're talking a big game. He does an interview. Now, mind you, he's 23 years old. Does an interview bashing every quarterback in the league, every player. This guy's a bum. This guy's a bum. This guy's a bum. This guy's trash. This guy's trash. Some of these same people he bashed have burned him this year. Josh Allen. Some, some of these same quarterbacks he said have garbage have beaten him this year. That's right. Uh, so, I mean, that kind of just going to make you look stupid no matter what. Let's put that aside for a second, Mike. Let's just say that if you're going to be someone that runs their mouth that much and you're going to say you're the best, my team is the best, these guys are all garbage, you can't then be in a game with your team getting your butt whooped once again, right? Yeah. Be jaw-jacking with another player on another team and when he comes near you and barely grazes against you and touches you, you go down like you just got hit with a sniper bullet from a thousand yards out. <laughs> it was it like, made LeBron... It put LeBron to shame. I mean, I, I've never seen a flop so terrible. This is this is worse than Neymar in the World Cup. You know, this is legitimate. Like this is like a, a it was like a like a skit, like an improv skit when someone just falls down or something. Like Jeez. I didn't know what was going on with him, but it was the most feminine. It was one of the more feminine body language moves I've ever seen on a football field. And it's just interesting that coming from that player who talks that much smack. Yeah. and puts himself on such a pedestal to then have a guy come within inches of you and you fall down like that to me you're not only the jabroni of the week you could be the jabroni of the year <laughs> I, I, you told me about it I hadn't even heard and then I looked at the video I just started laughing man. yeah what a clown the situation kind uh, of got heavy on me Week 15 of the NFL, the New York Jets take on the Houston Texans at home. Texans have been on a roll. You reside in Houston, Texas, as we know. Yes. You have a wife who roots for the Houston Texans. Little does the ABG loyal listeners know, your own wife who sleeps next to you every night, <laughs> Tabitha Lagaris, roots for the Houston Texans. She does. And she could, she tried to convert you the best she could. Didn't happen. Tried to get the kids to come to that side. Yeah. Didn't happen. So I'm, I'm proud of you for that. But this weekend, a little civil war in the marriage, Mike. How's that going to go? Yeah, yeah. We're going to be going to uh, we're at Christian Sailgate, which is where a jet bar down in Houston. It's great. Where a bunch of us jet fans get together and watch the game. And she's going to go into her Houston gear. We're going to both go together. And look, you know, when they're not playing the Jets, I support my wife. I support her team. And she supports the the Jets and she supports my team so normally I would never root against the Texans but in this case they're going against the love of my the, the loves of my life you know? I don't you know what can we do this can we just we're talking about don't don't bring this love into this right now I don't want to hear this I don't have any respect for you for rooting for another team that's not the Jets I don't care how many children my wife has I don't have to support your team sports does not come into a marriage it's not in the guidelines it was not, it's not in the Bible. Jesus never talked about the Texans or the Jets, Mike. But this weekend coming up, you'll obviously be pulling for the green. She'll be pulling for the Texans. Yeah. A game that, you know, with the way the Texans have been playing, they're pretty good on both sides of the ball. One of the better teams in the NFL since early in the season. Um, uh, Not, not going to be an easy one for us to win. Their offense is pretty good. Their defense is pretty good. A lot of playmakers on yeah. both sides of the ball, Mike. 
They scare me. I'm because, scared. You know what? Yeah. I, I look at it like this. When we had the Bills, the Texans, the Packers, and the Pats, the last four games, out of those four games, the Bills game seemed like the game, the highest percentage chance for us to win, I would say, would be the Bills game. And we did win that game. Um, I think of, of all the games, the lowest percentage chance of us to win is this game. Yeah, I agree. I think it might sound, I don't care how crazy it sounds to people, there's an outside chance. The Jets can beat the Pats. I don't care what you say to me. I don't care what anybody says. The Dolphins just did it. The Pats are not as good as they've been in past seasons. The Packers are not playing as great as they have in past seasons. Also, it's Brady, it's Rodgers. We're probably going to lose the games. I totally understand, everybody. All I'm saying is that this game, this team is more well-rounded than both of those teams. Uh, this team this team can run the ball. They can throw the ball. They can play defense. They can get after the quarterback. The Packers and the Patriots, you can't say that for them. So, uh, this game seems to me like it's going to be a tough one. I know we're at home. We're going to have Sam in there again, which will be tremendous. The way Watson's been playing, the way they've been running the ball, I think it's going to be a tough, a tough job for us this weekend walking away with the W. Uh, yeah, my, the biggest concern I have is that offensive line. Trying to block for Sam Darnold with monsters like J.J. Watt and Jadavian Clowney. These two guys are relentless. Uh, I think Watt has 12 sacks on the season right now. Um, it's going to be a difficult task. And then Deshaun Watson, um, he's a guy who really lit it up as a rookie. He got hurt. It's unfortunate. But um, he, it looks like he's really coming into his own. And DeAndre Hopkins is, outside of Antonio Brown, one of the best receivers in the National Football League. Tremaine Johnson better be eating his Wheaties because he's going to have a task to, to take. I do think we're going to lose this game. I think that they're, this team is well-rounded, as you said, and uh, they are good at where we're really bad at. And so uh, Sam is going to have, you know, he's going to have to play like he played uh, in the second half against the Buffalo Bills. And we're going to have to go after some of their secondary uh, just the way Andrew Luck picked apart their secondary last week. Is it impossible? No, it's not impossible. And maybe, maybe we'll be more competitive than what is being predicted. But J.J. Watt and Jadavian Clowney really pose a very serious threat. Their defense is good, even though they have great pass rushes. As long as you get the ball out quick, it seems like you can actually move the ball a little bit on them. Just running the ball is not going to be easy. But when it comes to their offense, um, when it comes to their offense, they're actually pretty good too, Mike. They're able to run the ball pretty good this year. Looks like about um, over 130 a clip rushing. Yeah. So that's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, passing the ball, they're so-so. But, you know, Watson isn't exactly back to where he was as a rookie, but still playing well. DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best receivers in the league, like you said. He doesn't drop anything. You know, Lamar Miller is even kind of having a resurgence with them too. So yes. their offense is well-rounded. Their defense. Oh, I, so their points can be had. Yeah, their passing game can be had, and they're actually fifth in the league against the run, only giving up 88 yards a rush. But their passing game could be had. Offense is pretty varied, and it just seems like they might have too many weapons for us overall. I don't think this is going to be a blowout, though. I don't think they're going to walk all over us and destroy us. I just don't think that it's going to be easy for us to put points on the board. I mean, if we're not able to keep them off the board early, and we have to start throwing the ball really quick, and we get into a hole, we could be in rough shape. We absolutely could be in rough shape. We're going to need Sam Darnold to play as good of a game as he did against the Indianapolis Colts when they beat the Colts. Uh, that was the best game we've seen Sam play besides the one we just saw on Sunday to come back. We're going to need Sam to play at that level for us to compete. We're going to need him, period. And sometimes these young quarterbacks got to be put in positions like this and they're asked to grow up. 
quickly, and we'll see if Sam is up for the task. I think that it's possible, but it's going to be a challenge. Again, their yeah. secondary is is, is 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 shady, so I think that it can be had. Yeah, and it's a nice it's a nice little test here at the end of the year. You, Sam had that little break, right? He hurt his foot. He was out for three weeks. Comes back, gets a win versus the Bills, and then the last three games of the year versus three in different ways, three difficult challenges. Houston Texans, probably the best team they're going to play. The, the New England Patriots, hated team, rival. They're the Patriots. We've already talked about it. We already know all about them and how well they've done against the Jets. Then you have the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, you know, three different challenges. All be very interesting to see how Sam handles them, how the Jets handle them, how Todd Bowles coaches in these games. Uh, since he knows he's a sitting duck, I, I doubt because of that, He's going to really be playing a lot of the rookies. He's probably just going to play better and try to win every game, Mike, to make himself look as good as possible. When you have a lame duck coach like him, that's usually what happens, even though it's counterproductive for the Jets long-term. For Todd Bowles, I'm interested to see how he coaches these games. Uh, the type of play calls he had last week, he went for it on fourth down. So, you know, he showed some guts, so I'm really proud of that. We came away with a W, so I'm happy yeah. with that. And we, and we at the AEBG, look, we get on him. But when he does something good, uh, you, I mean, where you got to right? where credit's due, and there hasn't been a lot of credit to give this year. But when it's necessary, and step up, and you show some guts, and you make the right call, and you show that hell, you know what? We're going for the win. We're not playing for the tie like he did last week. You got to give him the credit. You right. have to do that. And it's been an up and down year for right. a lot of different players on the Jets. You know, next year we'll have a new coaching staff in there. But these last three games, let's ride them out, Jet fans. If you're worried about us not getting that number one pick, remember this. The teams that are ahead of us in that slot and the one, two, th the one, two, and three pick, they're only one loss in front of us. We could lose next week. 49ers win, the Raiders win, the Cardinals win. We have the first pick again. So, you know, it, it's not like that one win separated us so far from having a great pick. We still right now have the fifth pick in the draft. Let's not, let's not get too crazy here. What we want to see happen is Sam Darnold play, Sam Darnold learn, him get better, Go through the bumps, go through the ugly things this year so that next year we have a better team, a better offensive line, hopefully better talent around him on both sides of the ball. You know, he's already kind of further along to being a finished product than he would have been if he didn't play or if we were somehow worried about him with injuries or coddling him, which sometimes happens in the league now. So I'm happy he's in there. And let's see what happens, man. Three more weeks to go, Mike. Let's just have some fun with it. It's another edition of the AEBG podcast in the books. I want to thank everybody for listening to us thank everybody for supporting us tweeting at us telling your friends about us shouting the abg name from the mountaintops we do appreciate it we have tons of support thousands and thousands of listens at this point if you could believe it guys so as the year's gone on all we've done is pick up steam and we really do appreciate it if anybody wants to speak to me to speak to mike to speak to the production team or to hire out our amazing cast of interns mike where can they reach us we're hosted on the elite sports network you can find us on SoundClouds and iTunes. Please follow us on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio, on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast, and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man. That's Mike. I'm Keith. This was another edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green Podcast. Texans coming up this weekend. We'll get at you next week. Peace out. The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Are very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be the sucks. I want a number leaver.